0: Inside, I feel like Beyonce. That's what I feel makeup does. Makeup gives you the opportunity to become the person you always know you are, but you just don't have an opportunity to get it out.
1: Hi and welcome to Beauty From The Heart. This is a place where I, Rose Gallagher, am going to share conversations with some of the best people I've met through years of working in the beauty industry. This first series is dedicated to people that I think are inspiring positive change and using their voices for the power of good. Today, I'm going to be joined by a lovely friend of mine, Dominic Skinner, who is one of the global senior artists at MAC. So what does that mean? Basically, Dominic travels the world with them, whether it's doing fashion weeks, celebrity clients, red carpet events, campaigns, you name it. He's part of the team and he's also a judge on the BBC Three show Glow Up alongside Val Garland and hosted by Stacey Dooley. So Dominic's joining me today to talk about the whole Viva Glam movement at MAC. If you're not aware of this, it's basically a collection of lipsticks and the full proceeds of those lipsticks minus the VAT goes towards different charities and initiatives that help support people affected by and suffering with HIV and AIDS all around the world. This year they're celebrating 25 years since Viva Glam was launched by RuPaul in a really iconic Campaign, and they've raised five hundred million dollars during that time. They're now expanding it to encompass more charities. Um, so new beneficiaries include Plant Parenthood, which is a sexual health charity; GLAD, which is an LGBTQ plus rights charity; and Girls Inc., which is all about supporting girls' development. So I'm so delighted to have them on today. I'm so excited for you to get to spend some time with Dominic. He's so so funny and he's been so good to me over the years so have a listen I hope you like it good morning morning so we're in Mac head office in London Mm -hmm. I'm sat here with someone you might know a certain Dominic Skinner Who's that then? He's some bloke off Mac. I couldn't get anyone else, but he said he'd have a chat with <laughs> just, me, so I thought it'd be fine.
0: Yeah. Well, you saw me in the street, just That's
1: thought. it. i waved you down. You yeah. just collected your Love Island goodie bag from Oxford <laughs> Circus. <laughs> Dominic Lol. has actually prepared for us this morning three different cakes and I think it it would be really rude of me to go any further um without having you explain what exactly is in front of us um in the MAC training room with all of the makeup around us several Viva Glam lipsticks in front of us gorgeous presentation screen but come on Dom what are we really looking at here cake talk us through
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is going off script already brilliant take it away two seconds in Um, what I love about baking is it's kind of an extension of your creativity. If you think about the sponge as your face, then the icing and the decoration is kind of like the makeup that goes on top.
1: See? And I mean, if you could see these cakes, we've got, you know, we've got kind (laughs) of, what would we call it? What's that pencil? Costa Rich?
0: Yeah, it's See, kind we've of
1: a costa like sponge, sponge going
0: on there. So we've got, I love naming them. So I always name them. So I've got like the Kill Me With Chocolate. Yes. So it was a red velvet cake with chocolate frosting, a chocolate chip cookie sort of stuck in the middle. Um, it had a bit of crunchy a bit I of think, honeycomb I on think the I'd side.
1: argue that that one's gone down the best so far. Well, <laughs>
0: no one's touched the other one. The other one is, um, is kind of more of a, like a, I call it kid's party. Lovely. So you've got your confetti cake. I've got the skittles on top and then broken party ring. You know, the kids, a kid's the kids staple. love the party rings. Yeah. And then I found a recipe uh, at the weekend for uh, cinnamon roll. Uh, but it was a, like a giant cinnamon roll the size of a cake.
1: Brilliant. So I thought
0: I'd make that yesterday. And I did. <laughs> I hit a slice about 10 o'clock. Really found it difficult to sleep. but um, <laughs> But yeah. So yeah, no, I just, I like baking. It's an extension of... Creativity, but you're thinking not about makeup and thinking cake, my second love.
1: When you're not in the kitchen baking cakes, tell us what you do with MAC Cosmetics. In fact, no, tell us from the beginning um, when you joined MAC Cosmetics, mm-hmm. what your first role was, and what you do now.
0: Oh, right. Okay. So I started with MAC about 15 years ago. When I was at college, I met a photographer and a stylist and we can't, the the only way I can describe it is we kind of ended up living in a an abandoned building <laughs> in Farringdon for a year just shooting day after day after day like two or three shoots a day um, i built an incredible book of images that i still use now um, and i got I got to a point where we after a year it was kind of a like we'd been in each other's pockets I think too much, so we all kind of went our separate ways. And I ran out of money, so I needed a part-time job. And the majority of products that were in my kit were Mac.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I always loved the products; um, they always did what I wanted them to do. Yeah, and, that's very
1: true. Of Mac, know, actually, yeah.
0: I, I mean, I remember when I first started, I would go to Superdog and just fill my basket full of like Magpie makeup. Um, you know, the stuff that you're never really going to use, but you like the you, look of you it. You can't
1: leave it in the shop behind no, you. No. Yeah. Um That's your blue eyeshadows, yeah. your glitters, yeah. your things like that.
0: I remember getting a dark purple lipstick with silver glitter. Horrifying. But, but never, some
1: things never change. <laughs> <laughs> i know, I'm
0: still try to get it on someone. Um, but it was always, I always remember it because it was, I was so fascinated by this lipstick. But when I put it on, after about half an hour, the colour disappeared and you just get left with these... Silver lips it was really uh that's not yeah. what I wanted, and then I remember going to Mac and asking for the reddest red lipstick they've got
1: what did they give you Ruby woo Ruby woo oh Ruby woo from then
0: on there was not a shot I took that didn't have Ruby woo you in could
1: it. do you know what i I actually was going to discuss Ruby woo with you today and then I thought no if we go down a ruby woo rabbit hole we will not come back out of it. <laughs> because there's so much to say, but just yeah. that is I think that is one of the best beauty products across any brand of all time.
0: Well that's the thing and, and and I was just fascinated by the fact that this product that I'd bought that was expensive. It wasn't like it wasn't super drug price. It was Yeah. It was like I'm being an adult now. Uh and I bought it and it was so much better value because I used it on everything. And yeah. from that moment, it was like I'm always going to go to Mac. So when I needed a part-time job, I needed to pay my rent. I applied for a job in one of the Mac stores. Which store uh, was it? Covent Garden. Oh. Uh, but it was in the old Covent Garden store, which was on Neal Street. Okay. And it was... Like I'm, I, I love any sort of Dickensian drama, and I always loved Covent Garden because in the summer it was really sort of touristy, and you could feel like you were sort of in another country because it would be so hot. I mean, sometimes in that store it gets so hot the lipsticks would melt, like oh they would, <laughs> they would just start tilting to the side. In the winter, it would just be really cozy and Charles Dickensy, and I just loved it. I loved working there. Um, after about seven years working part-time I was four days a week um, and then I moved into the training department after two years being in the training department I applied for a position as the senior artist which is like a team of of the top artists within Mac yeah. uh, for each region and and I got the job <laughs> I was <laughs> like are you, I'm so... sorry are you sure but I mean it, it wasn't as easy you know I talked to a lot of the uh, Mac artists The one thing i always tell them is that didn't happen overnight no it was 10 years before i became a senior artist and it wasn't just i applied and i got it like i applied to be in the training department three times and i applied to be a senior artist three times before i got either one and i wasn't the only person to apply there would be people that would apply the same time as me and wouldn't get it just like me and then would leave the brand because they would throw their toys out but i was persistent and I think it's the one thing in this industry, in makeup, that you have to be is persistent because there are thousands and thousands of makeup artists out there and they are all just as good, if not better than you. And you have to just keep going. You can't let that block you from no striving to achieve what you want to achieve. You have to enjoy the moment. You have to be happy where you are. Don't think that you that the next thing will make you happy because it won't, it never does in life in general. Like you have to just be happy with what you've got, but just persevere.
1: Yeah, I think you have to take a no as a not yet, don't you? Mm. I absolutely agree that, you know, it's this incredibly kind of sought after profession i've been really lucky over the years to spend a good bit of time with the senior artists at mac mac in general i just think i've always felt such a family spirit from and you can tell you really are such a family like even when you're saying about your days in the covent garden store i find that now when i meet members of the team you've all got a history of i was in this store with this one you were in this store here like everyone really had that grounding. But then you went on to your senior artist role. You've got an amazing team of people in there. Yeah, Talk us through what that role looks like. Why is everyone mad for this particular role? Because it is an absolute... It's not an easy role. It's an amazing role that everyone aspires to be. Mm. But every time I see you... You've just come back from somewhere. You've packed a case to come back from one part of the world. You go into another part. You've had about three hours sleep in two weeks. Yeah. Talk us through what on average, I'd love to say week, but I know that's just not going to happen. Well, what is a month or six months like? <laughs> for you? I, you,
0: I ain't got time for that. Like we, No, honestly, the easiest thing to do is to talk about the week okay. that I've had or the week that's coming okay. up. So, the Let's week do coming both. up. So, today I'm with you. Lucky uh, you. Which is a wonderful experience <laughs> what a way to start the week um then tomorrow uh doing some social media content for the mac uk instagram account uh then the following day i'm having a prep day for a fashion show that's happening at the vna nothing in my diary thursday at the minute uh
1: at the minute at the probably minute. being the I operative know, phrase it's like it's empty but
0: it's it not empty be, no. um Friday, I'm actually going to be with um, my best mate, Carly, doing uh, some body painting in Stratford. Carly Utting. Carly Utting. Oh, yeah. what a babe. What a babe. What a babe. I mean, Another I know, backstage I know, I know truth about her as well, so well, she's not that much of a babe. Well, if into
1: those, that would be great.
0: <laughs> she's probably the most talented, Lols the most skilled person. artist I know. Uh, yeah, so I'm spending the day with her on Friday, and then on Saturday, it's menswear.
1: So... You basically cover all of these different elements: um, social media, fashion weeks, shoots, lots of travel. Mm. Basically, you are kind of um, a spokesperson, yeah, and someone that people come to, I suppose, for advice, tips. You're an expert on everything, Mac. you you know,
0: <laughs> I've got the experience. I, I fifteen years of at Mac, you learn enough tips and tricks to be able to guide people through because there's there's a lot of products at Mac um and not all of them are great for everybody I always think of think of it like in my head I've got this um you know like those kids books that like a flip book so there'd be like the top would be like the head of a spaceman then the middle oh, would be like the flip. body of a giraffe yes and yes elephant's feet and you kind of flip between and and that's kind of what I see Mac is Mac is like this giant flip book that you can flip and flap uh depending on what it is you need to get the end result yeah there is billions i would say billions of combinations of products to create any number of looks um
1: i think that's one of the if not the standout thing for me about mac is you could buy a dress from anywhere and you could need your eyeshadow to exactly match it or you could have a really specific way that you want your foundation to look Mm. and there's just so many products that you can literally create anything that you want just to come back to the kind of MAC standpoint for any race any gender any age like everyone is encompassed but I think that's one of the really good things about having the likes of your team Mm. that's also quite overwhelming and you need some to say okay there are so many different foundations to choose from which one's right for me I just think it's great that your team are always so open to that chat with everyone yeah
0: I mean so I think what a lot of people don't realize even just MAC you know makeup artist cosmetics it's it was a range of product designed for makeup artists to use yeah and You know, years ago, even when I first started, everyone thought I could get them discount on iPods. And it was like, (laughs) no, like makeup. And they were like, Mac, Mac makeup. Like, you know, it was all word of mouth, but not everyone had heard about Mac. That's where its roots were from working backstage, from photo shoots and needing pigment and color to stand true. When you put it on a model, you need it to then look like that when it's on camera. Yeah. That's why, you know, we have so many different things within Mac, like the whole studio range. Like when you see a word studio in front of a Mac product, it's because it's designed for TV, film, theater.
1: I didn't know that.
0: So everyone's like, you know, oh, Studio Fix Fluid's got SPF 15. You know, you're going to get flashback. Well, no, because it's designed for the studio. So therefore the flash has already been taken care of. Do you that. know
1: what? I would actually have come in here quite cocky and thought a new loads about Mac. Yeah, you've actually blown my mind with that piece of information. It's, honestly,
0: there is so many things like that that, which is why you know, as a makeup artist, well, as a brand, we employ makeup artists because of that reason. Like, you go to Mac, you need something, they will find a way of getting it for you. Yeah, and it may be by mixing one or two things together, but if you don't do that, you could go to another brand and either search till the end of time to find that one product or you end up getting something that isn't really going to do what you want it to do even though they've said it so there is so many combinations of of products that you can you can mix and match to get exactly what you want and I think by having makeup artists what I always remember was I remember this one time well it was many times but this one time where I had a customer come in and she wanted an everyday lipstick. So I gave gave her uh, sea shear, which is like oh, kind of like oh, a yeah. corally tone. It's not really orange, but it's not really it's not really nude. It's kind of in that coral kind of Family. tone. The first thing people always say is like, oh, "That's never going to work on me." So you put it on them, and they instantly fall in love with it. And then she came back a year later, bringing all her friends in to see this amazing lipstick. And so we tried it on everyone and some people loved it, some people didn't. But then we showed them other things. And and that's what MAC is about. It's not a shop. It's an experience. It's a moment to just be around makeup fanatics, to talk makeup. And whether you are a makeup obsessive or a makeup virgin, you will be looks after in a way that makes you feel completely comfortable. And I think that's what I fell in love with when I started with Mac.
1: One of the main reasons why I was so excited to talk to you today with this whole project in mind is, so Mac have burst onto the scene like just over 30 years ago now, mm, wasn't it, in 35. Canada? 35. Yeah. And so this brand comes out, takes the make-it world by storm, And then there's a whole conversation around, you know, how do we take this passion for all different types of people, all genders, all sexes, all races to a whole new level? Yeah. Hence the inception of Viva Glam. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know what Viva Glam is, could you tell us in your own words what happens with the Viva Glam movement?
0: So Viva Glam is, well, to strip it right back, Viva Glam is a lipstick. Yes. So Viva Glam is three lipsticks um, that we have. Each one is a different shade. Mm -hmm. However, they're significantly different from all the other products we do because every single penny goes to an organization called the Viva Glam Fund. Mm -hmm. And the Mac Viva Glam Fund supports organizations that work on the supportive side of hiv and aids care so it was started 25 years ago which if again like you say if you think about 25 years ago it was 1994 yeah the aids epidemic had been going on for you know about 10 12 years like really really severely it was a scary time yeah um for everyone not just sort of uh the lgbtq community it was attacking anyone yeah and max credo of all ages or races or genders hiv was attacking every aspect of that
1: yeah of course and
0: as a brand that is has been very much on the forefront of minorities and you know like there's this whole thing at the minute about a brand being uh attached to pride month there's a lot of pride month things mac is pride like you it, know like we were seeing our friends our colleagues our family you know being attacked and i i say the word attacked all the time because this virus was attacking people of course um, with no thought frank and frank we were frank and frank uh who who started mac they wanted to know what they could do to help and so they started the viva glam campaign so 1994, they brought out Viva Glam, a uh, complete rule breaker Which in so many ways.
1: With one of the most, honestly, I think it is one of the most iconic campaigns that there has ever been. Mm. RuPaul, RuPaul in, in, a in a red, every last position <laughs> red you suit. can think of. Yep. Um, I think whether you were aware of the beauty industry or not, whether you were aware of MAC or not, you could not have missed that campaign and I Mm. bet you 50 quid that you could describe that to someone and everyone knows this imagery Mm. we're talking about. It was incredible.
0: You know, it was a complete game changer in so many ways. Uh, You know, MAC has constantly broken rules. Uh, Not only were we going to do something for HIV, which at the time had so much stigma towards it. Um, No one wanted to touch AIDS. It was like you know, you, you don't talk about it because HIV comes from sex and sex is a taboo. And yeah. sometimes it comes from situations which people don't want to talk about. Um, but they just instantly said, no, we're going to talk about it. And not only are we going to talk about it, we're going to have a drag queen be our spokesperson, yeah. which again, in the nineties, you think of all the supermodels, all the huge Naomi's and, yeah. um, Linda's and, and no, we're having RuPaul our supermodel you know and not only that but we're also going to bring out a red lipstick that suits every skin tone so it suits all ages all races all genders yeah and not just that but we're also going to make it 100 percent going to charity so it's not it's not your 10 percent it's not enough if you really want to make change if you want your product Your brand to make the change you feel you need to do, you have to give 100%. So we, we that's what we did
1: absolutely, you really have made change. Mm. There has been five hundred million dollars raised Crazy. since this launched um i've always found it really fascinating, so you've got the three permanent viva glam lipsticks, mm-hmm. but then over the years, you know there's been these iconic what they do at Mac, which I find really fascinating is so much time and energy goes into viva glam, so rather than it just gathering dust on the shelf. There are always amazing celebrity spokespeople. I mean, Pamela Anderson stands out as one of my Mm -hmm. favourite Viva Glam ladies. Rihanna was one of my favourites. You know... It's not just going to be a shade that no one's going to buy. Some of the Viva Glam's have been best sellers. and any other business person would think, oh my God, we should really be keeping these profits for ourselves <laughs> yeah. because they're flying out. But no, they were just like, no, this is exactly the one we're going to attribute to Viva Glam. And I just think I'm really fascinated that they have such an emphasis on this charitable yeah. cause. You know, I'm just really passionate that, There is a lot of cynicism that is attached to the beauty industry, Mm. yet another paid partnership, whatever it is. But there are amazing things that come from... The beauty industry mac in particular it does make me laugh with mac dom like people are only kind of catching on now maybe we should be recycling a few things hello back to mac has back been going mac. for how long yeah tell us about back to mac if you don't know about this already prepare to go shopping yeah. and not have to pay a penny quite yeah. frankly
0: so yeah six empties and we're talking the I think they call it primary packaging. So it's not the box that it comes in. Yes. It's the glass bottle, yes. the plastic container. When I was in store, you'd get customers coming in saying, Uh, my compact is broken because the plastic bit at the top is broken off. And it's like, well, no, actually it's a different plastic to the black. So you have that transparent top and then you have the black bulk. And the reason why the transparent detaches and it isn't glued in; it's kind of clicks in. Is because it has to be separated for recycling. Um, Amazing, yeah. And, and it's very
1: you, easy to click back in. Is, like, let's all oh, calm down, Hearn. Yeah,
0: but click that back oh, people in. People would you're gonna come be in. Fine. I think they would. They would always come in wanting a freebie. Of course. Uh, like, uh, I need a new one. It's like, oh, just one second. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you right. go. You have a fab yeah. day, Hearn. Yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, we've we've had the recycling program for you know decades. Um, Viva Glam celebrating twenty five years. You know, we have been at the forefront of so many sort of campaigns and organizations and and even uh, like we talk we we mentioned pride any brand not beauty just will slap pride a rainbow a flag rainbow on, something, on something thinking that even people that aren't in the LGBTQ community will buy it thinking yeah like pride but actually no you're pocketing they're pocketing the money it's like now if you donate the money if you donate the entirety of that money, like Viva Glam, yeah. to LGBTQ rights, I will let you have that. <laughs> but if you're not, well, no, you're, that's not right. It's not right. And, and that's why uh, it's really... Uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the Viva Glam campaign is changing so so we are not just focusing on hiv and aids because 25 years ago we needed to focus on hiv and aids whereas now we are focusing on hiv and aids but over the last couple of years and i noticed it myself when because as when you work for mac you are part of the conversation when it comes to the charities that the money goes to. Mm-hmm. So the one charity that I've really uh, supported over the years has been a charity in East London called Positive East. Right. They're not age research. And that's what Viva Glam doesn't do. It doesn't s- supply money to AIDS research. It's on the support um, it pays for counselling sessions for newly diagnosed patients. It works on paying for Meals and Wheels. It does it transportation to get people to hospital appointments. It will support people through um, childcare so they can leave their child somewhere to be looked after whilst they go to a, a hospital appointment. Um, but they also work on the minorities. Um, being in East London, there's a huge minority, a lot of refugees, and you know some communities. If you are found out to be hiv you will completely be disowned so not only are they in a foreign country they're then abandoned by the only Support people network. that they know and so this charity is the honestly it's the most wonderful place when you go but what we found it's a long it's a long story no sorry.
1: it's lovely. But what,
0: we found, what we found what we found out is last,
1: celebrate
0: well this is the thing, people it's, doing it's, good things. it's just great to have a chance to actually talk about it intensely yes. as opposed to just you know lightly because you can't really get too much into it because there's so much to talk about. There
1: is, there is.
0: But what we noticed over the last sort of, probably the last sort of 10 years is that we were supporting organisations that were then dealing with other things that weren't necessarily just HIV and AIDS. So there's an organisation called Mothers to Mothers that has like hugely dramatically reduced the transmission between mother and unborn baby uh, of HIV um, in in Africa. They weren't just working on a cocktail of drugs to prevent the transmission, but they were also working on the, um, on education. So they were educating women on sexual health, uh, reproductive rights, and that's when we realized that actually there's more, like as the HIV conversation Is not the same as it was 25 years ago. It's changed. So actually the Viva Glam campaign needs to change with society and society's view of HIV. So we've now broken into three pillars. So we have HIV and AIDS is is our pillar, one pillar. We then have education, education of women and and girls. And then the third pillar is LGBTQ and women's rights. Mm -hmm. So you know because again if you deal with LGBTQ rights you're then preventing or you're then putting in the, the stop of trans women going into prostitution because they can't get jobs so if they're going into prostitution they're more likely going to get HIV so yeah. it is a knock-on effect so it's actually changing
1: behaviors we're
0: changing behaviors we're changing laws we're changing society's viewpoint on things at a ground level which will then obviously have a knock-on effect with HIV and AIDS in the bigger picture
1: And, you know, I just, I think the whole thing has been so... Well considered. Just to touch on a few statistics that have come from Viva Glam after 25 years. So AIDS-related deaths have fallen by 50% during Mm. that time and over 21.7 million people have access to medication. There's been over 9,713 grants given and it makes sense that MAC have turned around and said, okay, that's working and that's doing really well but now we have this ability to touch on other charities Mm. um one of the other charities i saw that you'll be working with is planned parenthood which i think in a climate and a time when everyone seems to be weighing in about whether a woman should have an abortion or not (sighs) and i just think for a brand like mac to get behind that and use their voice for that greater good it's just really powerful
0: Mm. this is the weird thing because i always remember you think Okay, so it's a charity. When you're buying the lipstick, they're then giving that away. So maybe there's a limit to how much they want to give away. There isn't. Years ago, we had an incentive to work in selfies on the day that Pamela Anderson was there, and um, and I won it. I sold well over two hundred lipsticks in For Pamela Anderson in as well, one of the
1: biggest Viva Glam uh, icons yeah, in my eyes.
0: Just so I could be. In the same room as Pamela Anderson, I was always thinking, like, someone's gonna tell me to stop because, like, I'm selling too many. No one did. That was the whole point. It was like, no, we want you to sell as many Viva Glams as possible. Um, you know, and so I was able to go to Selfridges, and then I had to buy a Viva Glam so I could get a token so I could queue <laughs> up and meet her. And then I had a really embarrassing, awkward interaction. Go on, go on. Um, I had some red stars, red glitter stars on, that I had painted on my head. I mean, um, anyone
1: else, I'd be shocked. But I'm literally sat here going, yeah. and, yeah.
0: and You, uh, glitter, red stars. Red stars absolutely red fine, stars. and
1: Nothing to see here. I completely
0: forgot that I had them on my head. I walked up and she was like, oh my God, I love your red stars. I was, I was like, and I was looking at my T-shirt thinking like, I don't know what she's talking, what's she talking about?
1: It's Pamela Anderson's big like, cuckoo, isn't she?
0: Like she's proper gone off her log. <laughs> and... So I was looking at my t shirt and she's like, no, 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 the red stars. And I was just sort of like, looked at her and just smiled. And she goes, on your face. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <sighs> Oh, oh,
1: those little yeah. things. Uh,
0: but then I was told to move. So, yeah, that was my interaction. And then she, si- she signed a poster, but she's got my name wrong, which I didn't care about.
1: Maybe she'll hear this and send us both a poster because I'm also a very big Pamela Anderson
0: enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, I mean, she, she's, she's an incredible. But then all the Viva Glam spokespeople hey, were. Hola. Like, we've had some absolute corkers.
1: Ricky Martin.
0: With Nicki Minaj. Ricky and Nicki. <sighs> Uh, see, uh, I think yes. th- what's been interesting is there's been someone for someone. Does that make yes, sense? Yes, yes. You know, but actually what I really like is the fact that this one, there is no spokesperson. Yes, we, we oh, have... I think
1: this one we is nice. Winnie Harlow
0: who recreated Ruby Woo's campaign. Yes. Just as a little like, hiya. But actually what I like about this campaign is it's not about the celebrity. It's actually about the lipstick and it's going back to the original... Uh, color the Viva Glam one in the Viva Glam uh, one colored packaging which is all sparkly and ruby glittered
1: it's more of a celebration it's a celebration isn't it? of a, the lipstick and a reflection yeah
0: it's great
1: yeah and you know I think it's just one of the many things that you can think of as a positive contribution that the beauty industry has bought you know that's the whole kind of focus of why I wanted to create these conversations is that there are so many positive contributions that come from the beauty industry. Um, what would you say is something that you feel the industry as a whole contributes to spread positivity?
0: Ooh, It's weird. I think you can look at the industry in two ways. You can look at the industry as a negative, as selling you something To make you feel good about yourself that you should just feel good about yourself anyway. Yes. However, I don't think that's true. I
1: don't think that's true either. But I understand how you can look at it like that.
0: Um, I see the makeup industry giving you the opportunity to become the person you feel you are inside. Like inside, I feel like Beyonce. Beyonce. So when I'm in the shower and I'm singing my songs, like I am singing my song and I'm feeling my best self because that's the moment I can let myself out as being Beyonce. However, walking down the street, I don't feel like that. However, when I have the right clothing on, if my skin's looking great, I feel like Beyonce. That's what I feel makeup does. Makeup gives you the opportunity to Become the person you always know you are, but you just don't have an opportunity to get it out. So if that means putting on a the most amazing red lipstick and suddenly you feel like Beyonce, that's what it's about.
1: I'd agree with that.
0: Makeup is a self-esteem giver.
1: I completely agree with that. And I know there's a lot of cynical ways to look at it, but I think from a makeup artist perspective, I'm sure we can both agree I can just think of so many times when I've done a woman's makeup and she's felt amazing about herself and you see the body language change. You see them look in the mirror and feel quite nice. And I think just in general, life is quite hard. Yeah. You know, and sometimes just feeling nice in yourself and having a bit of makeup on and feeling good. I'm not going to deny anyone that one small Mm. Uh, pleasure when they've probably got a million other things on their mind yeah
0: i always talk about this to uh to new artists about um i have this little thing that i say about uh because i'm a big superhero fan like i'm a geek so i like superheroes like sci-fi makeup artists are superheroes you have this ability to make someone feel amazing and that's a superhero power that's a superpower that anyone in the world would want but they don't have it, only you have that. So you're with that person, you're with that customer, you're with that model, um, you're with a mum of five who has literally just got 15 minutes to herself for once. And you can do something that suddenly makes her feel like she can take on the rest of the day.
1: They won't remember what you said but they will remember how you made them feel, feel about themselves. Exactly. That's one of my favourite quotes. Okay, that's so that's the industry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are there any people or brands in this space that you just think you're inspiring a positive change here?
0: So I love Jamila Jamil. Like she's just the most inspiring person. Because when I first started listening to her and following her and s- seeing what she was about, I remember it's like hearing something about that, Like, she hasn't worn a bikini in, like, decades, I think. And it's like... And I'm looking at her thinking, why? You're stunning. Why are you not... Like, if I had a body like that, I would literally be walking down Oxford Street in, like, a thong, picking up rubbish, like, making everyone see. Because it's just... Because you think, why would you not show that off? But it showed me that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people see. Because I do the same thing. I don't like... Going to a swimming pool, you know, and I just thought for someone who is so stunning and in the public eye and to admit that I just was just such a breath of fresh air. And I think that I hope she knows how much that one thing has made me more aware and and so many other people more aware but the other thing is the other the other thing she does is the eye Wei movement um Which I just find incredible. it astonishing well, really it's, beautiful
1: it's really funny this question is something that I've asked every guest and I think I said her as one of mine I think that whole movement is incredible if you're not aware of this movement that we're talking about jamila set up this Wei movement where she encourages people to value themselves and put a weight on themselves rather than stones and pounds um but to identify characteristics Mm. within themselves that they're proud of and it's a really quite intense thing to do um But fantastic. And I just think kind of coming back to earlier on when we were saying we have to challenge things, she's challenging everything. And as a direct result of her, I see people now promoting these weight loss teas. Before I just used to think, oh, like that's never going to work. And I'd scroll past. But now it makes me quite cross and it makes me lose respect for that person. And I just think you're actually not only saying a message there that someone needs to lose weight to be valuable or whatever, but we don't know the health implications of that. You have no idea what this person is putting into their body and you've accepted a few quid to talk about it on Instagram. That's not okay. And that's really, I'm quite disgusted in you.
0: There's a few things that I would say that I, I wish Instagram would change. One is the endorsement of things like that, and the other thing that I I mentioned it in a story, not because I was getting any hate, but um, a friend of mine was getting quite a lot of abuse. And anyone that would abuse that I would click through to anyone that was saying negative things and they were always blocked. They were always um, private.
1: Ah, oh, yeah. So you
0: can't see what they're about. And I think if you should not be allowed to comment on anything, if you have a private account. If you are throwing out hate, but no one can then look at you and give it back, then that's completely unfair.
1: Well, it's really funny. The last thing I wanted to ask you, Mm. you don't have to have it about Instagram, but it's interesting that that point was about changes you would make. I was going to say, if you could give the person listening to this something to think about about how they can make a positive change in the world whether it's through beauty or through anything what do you think it would be what would be the positive change that we can all make to make a greater good
0: i would say be yourself just be yourself if i look back at my life god this sounds like
1: no go on on
0: my deathbed if i look back on my (laughs) life if i look back on my life and look back at the things that I regret. It's the times where I wasn't being myself. I was trying to be something else for someone else. And it never got me anywhere. It never got me the job. It never got me the boyfriend. It never got me the friendship. It never. Trying to be something you're not is never going to do you anything in life. You just got to be yourself because you know what, if you believe in yourself, if you just have faith in who you are, what you're about is actually brilliant, like you don't need to be someone else to be brilliant. You are brilliant. And just being yourself and allowing everyone to see everything that you're about, goods and bads, you know, quirky idiosyncrasies that just make you, you, a complete individual Is so much more appealing than behaving or creating a facade that's like everybody else.
1: That was amazing. Is that all right? (laughs) Okay, well, no, I I think you've given us lots to think about and I'm so grateful that you were able to come on. I know I was only messing at the beginning, but when I first had the idea for the podcast and spoke to Kimmy... I did say, like, I'd love to do it with Dom because we've been friends for a long time and Mm. I just knew that you wouldn't censor yourself and I don't think you have and that is um, always lovely to have a conversation with someone that will just speak from the heart, so... Thank you so much. It's
0: been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. I've
1: really enjoyed it. I think we need to finish these cakes as a matter of urgency. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's just, just cause.
1: And then I think we need to brainstorm another catch up with you because yeah. we did have quite great chats before the mics went on. <laughs> We're going to do like a Hollyoaks after dark with Dom. So yeah. watch this space.
0: Are we all talking about You're going to come lower. back again? Will I come back again? Yeah. Only if you love me.
1: Okay. I think we can arrange that. Done. Thank you, Dom. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening today and I hope you'll join me again next week. I'm going to be talking to Bico, the most amazing social enterprise. They make soaps and... They actually inspired the entire podcast. It is the most special story. Their entire workforce is comprised of visually impaired, disabled, or disadvantaged people, and they just really celebrate people's differences and champion them. So I think you'll really love that one. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It would mean so much to me. You can also tweet me at Rose XX, message me on Instagram at mixedgemsbeauty, and you can find out more about everything you've heard today in the show notes. See you next time.